Live from London, this is The Breakfast Show with James Clark on Teachers Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome. It is indeed Wednesday the 18th of May. Where's the time gone? <laughs> and I'm here on the Wednesday morning breakfast show on Teachers Talk Radio. And as always, absolute pleasure to be here. Very excited to be here. I'm very excited to welcome two extraordinary guests onto my show. We'll be talking all about drama, drama, drama. Well, drama in the classroom at least. Live from London. This is The Breakfast Show with James Clark on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com lsw slash TT Radio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Good morning. Welcome. Who's ready to talk drama this morning? That's right, this morning we are going to be live talking about drama in the school. We'll be talking production, favourite piece of work, perhaps the memorable moments. Don't forget that you can tune in and talk it out with us here today as well. Lots of ways to get involved. You can get involved with the chat, function on Podbean or get involved on Twitter. However you decide to get involved today, make sure you course if you are wondering where you need to go to on twitter that is at tt radio 2022 uh good morning everybody welcome how are we all doing um you might have seen as well today that there's going to be a slight change it's very exciting um there's gonna be a slight change to the uh teacher talk radio schedule um full kind of details are kind of being released very soon but essentially we're going to have a bit of a mix around, so this uh, breakfast show won't exist in the same way. Uh, but don't panic, don't panic. Uh, I know that there will be floods of tears across um, not just the nations, but maybe even internationally thinking, oh no, where is James going? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure everybody's thinking that, maybe maybe not, maybe. Um, so while well, we're moving to a, a different slot on a, on a Thursday, um, and not running it off a Podbeam, but actually running on a Thursday evening UK time. And it will be on a Twitter space, uh, which means that you will be able to join in a, a live on that Twitter space. And we'll probably just end up doing what I do now, which is basically just sort of ramble and hope somebody listens. Um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what I do anyway. But there we go. So that is what's happening. There'll be more details coming out very soon. And that, that takes an impact effect implemented. One of those. Um, from next week. Now, this morning, we're looking at drama education, in case you didn't get that from me saying it 20,000 times this morning. And I'm very excited that I'm going to have uh, two guests uh, joining me today. 
and one of which is a guest I've had before, which is always exciting when they want to come back. Um, I don't know why, but it's always lovely. Uh, so we've got uh, Joanna Stilwell, who's going to be joining me, who is a director of, uh, she her director of drama. And we also have, um, now I've got to make sure I get the right uh, the right name, because the thing is, I look at everyone's Twitter and I go, oh, I'll just call them by their, by their Twitter name. But, you know, why not? Drama teacher Danny. Uh, or Danny Melson is coming head of drama and she, her as well. So fantastic to have them both. And they'll be joining me very, very soon uh, in about 20 minutes or so's time. So I do apologise. In the meantime, you've got to listen to me uh, talking about all things drama related. But also don't panic because it won't just be me. I'll also give you a news update to, to break it up slightly. Um, and when I was looking at, you know, talking about this topic, and I, I realised that actually as a drama teacher, um, and uh, I could say drama educator, but that feels very formal, doesn't it? As a drama educator, a drama teacher, I realised that actually lots of my shows recently haven't really touched on it. We, we've talked a lot more broadly about lots of things, well-being, mental health, my PSHE side. So it's really exciting to go back to talking more about drama with everyone today, particularly as... Um, if you're listening to this thinking, but I'm not a drama teacher or I'm a primary school teacher or that's not my um, primary subject and thinking, um, is this going to be of any use to me? Um, well, of course it is, uh, because actually I think there's something we can all learn and gain from any one subject. Uh, I think it's really important to find out and, and hear what other teachers and, and educators are doing and see where some of that practice can be implemented potentially in, in your own classroom or some ideas. And I think particularly with drama, loads of the things that are studied or, or explored are so um, universal in lots of ways and bring out so many different themes that they're so cross-curricular in lots of different other areas. So no doubt, I promise you, there'll be something that to have been gained uh, by the end of this session. Um, and if not, well... You've had a lovely time listening in <laughs> and it's really great news for me as well that I have um, and will be starting a, a new job um, in September, which is a little bit terrifying because I've never actually moved to another school before, but I am starting in a new school come September. And in that school, I'm going to be taking on a role as a head of drama, which I'm really looking forward to and and. The, the lovely school that I'm going to, some fantastic uh, fantastic facilities. And I'm just, you know, you walk into a place and you're like, I'm really excited to create and, and I'm really looking forward to that uh, opportunity. So it seems quite relevant to me to kind of almost go on a bit of a reflection today and, and look at actually what's happening. And one of the things to mention, first of all, is obviously it's GCSE uh, season in the UK and, and in international schools, the UK exams have started. Um, and we have our drama exam very soon. So it's lovely to see that there has been a big overhaul uh, with lots of exam boards across the UK, um, looking at adding in new plays, particularly uh, by writers of colour to the GCSE and A-level. Just looking at an article this morning from The Guardian, and this was posted, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's looking at what these new plays are. And it's very true that, you know, you look at lots of the examples of, of what's on offer and working in a school that's very diverse um, in terms of its students and the backgrounds and countries they come from, it is always very difficult. And, you know, lots of my students are very upfront when they 
when they read these plays and they read these performances, and I think the same can be said about English text or, or any sort of set text that they have to read, or even arguably history to the extent where they look at it and they go, but none of this is relatable to me. Like, I don't connect with any of the characters. I don't connect with any of the stories. Um, and, it, and it's so true. And actually, it, that makes it a lot harder and you feel so much more disconnected. And I think with drama particularly, we're talking about the arts being, you know, perceived as being quite uh, middle class in some places and that it's a privilege and it absolutely shouldn't be seen as that, particularly when you look at the history of, of theatre and drama and, and all, you know, actually it was so accessible and um, everybody was really welcome to the theatre um, to create performances, whether that was in the big theatres, um, if we look at like Shakespeare Globe Theatre and, you know, how they had seating for everybody to be able to afford seats to attend in lots of ways, um, to also street theatre as well and travelling shows that would go into villages and those sorts of things. So these new plays that the examples are bringing out um, where they are a bit more diverse is fantastic. And just if anyone's listening who is interested in what some of these new plays are or perhaps texts that they would like to explore within their um, settings, we've got The Great Wave by Francis Turnley, uh, where they shine a spotlight on the abduction by North Korea of young Japanese citizens. Spanning 1979 to 2003, the play covers the mysterious disappearance of 17-year-old Japanese schoolgirl Hanoku. It echoes the real-life experiences of Megma Yakuta, who was just 13 when she was abducted by a North Korean agent in 1977. Another one of the plays is The Empress by Tiniko Gupta, which begins in 1887 when Rane Daz and Abdul Karim arrive at London Tilbury docks from India. The play covers the true story of Queen Victoria's relationship with her servant and Hindi teacher, Kareem, as well as experiences of Indi Indian alas like Dows, who came to Britain during the 19th century and were treated like second-class citizens. The third play on this list is the, co uh, sorry, the Covert by Daria Gura, and it's a story of a young Shoa girl called Yeskzai, who escaped an arranged marriage by converting to Christianity and becoming a servant and student to an African evangelical. Inspired by George Bernard Shaw's Pilgrimage, the play by the American Zimbabwean dramatist covers questions of racial, political and religious identity and assimilation, exploring the cultural and religious coalitions caused by British colonialism. And the last one is Three Sisters by Inu Alams, which is the only one of the, the four plays that I do know and have seen. And that sees Chekhov's iconic characters relocated from provincial Russia to 1960s, Oweri in Nigeria, where the country is on the brink of the Nigerian Civil War, a conflict which saw the eastern region of Nigeria temporarily declared a new republic called Barifa. So loads of fantastic examples of diverse um, writers and diverse performances coming in, which is fantastic to see that we are changing that um, at a at GCSE and A-level. So if you are interested in performances, have a look. And I think one of the things that's worked so well, and this again links back to this idea of drama being really a fantastic way to um, interlink and connect with so many other subjects, is we've done it in our form times. Now, our form times for us, in case you don't have the same thing, is maybe the first 10 minutes of every day or 20 minutes when they come in and do a register and you do notices or you do some form of well-being exercise or you do something in the mornings and maybe something in the afternoons as well. And I remember in year seven that actually something that worked really well, particularly for my students, was reading a play 
um, and they found that really engaging and more interesting to read than reading a story. And there are loads of fantastic set texts out there, and, and I would always advise to look at what is being studied at the GCSE and A-level, where actually reading a book, which is a script as a class, for lots of students that I've worked with, really enjoy that far more than reading um, a, a long novel. Um, so another suggestion's there. I'm full of ideas today, I tell you. Um, but we're going to talk more about that and asking our fabulous guests why they think uh, drama is, is so important and what they memories they have of it. Um, I remember when I was at school, it was obviously uh, one of my favourite subjects. And I can't remember, I've possibly spoken about this before, but I do always remember that we used to have an annual pantomime. Uh, so a pantomime being a, a British comedy performance at school, in secondary school, I went to an all-boys school. So it seems quite ironic that I really always, always wanted to play the Dane, uh, the Dane character, which is uh, uh, the male that dresses up as uh, a female, uh, but very much clearly a, a male actor. Um, it seems quite ironic that I wanted to play that part, bearing in mind now, having thought about it, that pretty much half the cast was playing a Dane character. Um, <laughs> but there we go. I'm going to play for you now. I'm going to take a short little break um, as I play the, a short word from our sponsors. We play your news update. And, of course, I say it every week, but I do love it. It is the tech update, or which I always learn something new about. So here, here we go. Here's that for you. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. SteveWoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit SteveWoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk if you're listening to this then we know we share one thing in common a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves that's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care we need people like you to help us achieve even more with us you'll be given all the resources and support you need offered a clear path to career progression and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group, 
If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. According to a leaked document, senior officials at the Department of Education in England have warned that schools are in such a state of disrepair that they are a risk to life. Those officials who work for the Education Secretary, Nadeem Sahawi, have warned that the current pace of 50 school rebuilding projects per year needs to be raised to more than 300. A spokesperson for the Department of Education told the Mail Online, The safety of pupils and staff is paramount. We have one of the largest and most comprehensive estate condition data collection in Europe, and this allows us to assess and manage risk in our buildings. We prioritise buildings where there is a risk to health and safety, and have invested £11.3 billion since 2015 to improve the condition of school buildings over the next decade. In addition, our new school rebuilding programme will transform the learning environment at 500 schools over the next decade. Following a statement from the Vice-Chancellor of Cambridge University, which recently told private schools that they will need to accept that they will admit fewer students to Oxbridge in the future, Education Secretary Nadeem Sahawi has responded by saying that admissions should be based on merit and evidence. He said, I think it should be based on merit and evidence. The thing to do is deliver great outcomes for all children, wherever they live, and especially our most disadvantaged children. Which is why I am flexing the system towards those areas that have fewer great schools or good outstanding schools. You don't create a system that people feel is fair and equitable by in some way thinking that there is an easy fix. The best thing you can do is create schools in the state system that are as good as independent schools, which we are. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week we're going to talk about a couple of shortcuts and hacks that can make life a little easier. This may not be as innovative as some of my past life hacks for teachers, like drinking noodles, but here are a couple of things that may make a difference to your use of media in the classroom. First up, if you aren't already riding it, get on the Wakelet Wave. Wakelet is a free way to save, organise and share content. 
Create collections of web pages, videos, and basically anything with a web address under one topic. Once done, you have a shareable link to your collection. Use it to organize your lesson, flip a lesson, or create revision collections, just to throw a few ideas out there. This next hack is one of my favorites. I love using YouTube to support learning. Not only can it help keep pace in a lesson, but also it's a great reference afterwards for pupils to refer to. My biggest gripe with it though, is that pesky advert you can't skip that always decides to play when you're in full flow. Here's a secret that works nearly all of the time. When preparing your lesson, you will have watched the clip anyway to ensure it's appropriate. So just before you copy the link into your presentation or wakelet, type this on the end, and T equals one. That's the ampersand or the wiggly and lowercase t equals and the number one. Now copy the URL with and t equals one on the end and your clip will start one second in. Not missing any content but skipping the adverts at the start. No need to thank me. Show your gratitude with a follow on Twitter. Check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed, follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Wednesday morning breakfast show with me, Jane Clark. Coming up very soon, two special guests. enjoyed that as always the lovely tech update and i wish that i remember and the irony is that literally this this wait clip will do this but there are always some fantastic links on there that i always go right i need to save them and try and use them but you know it's like you can become a creature of habit and you don't always go on it but there we go another fantastic example uh of a how you can in improve is that a word yeah improve or engage more technology um within your uh lessons within your curriculum within your school um, today we're talking all about drama and just remind you that there are lots of ways you can get involved in this conversation, get involved live on Podbean by typing in the chat or why not joining us on the air shortly. Or you can also get involved on Twitter, hashtag TT Radio or at TT Radio 2022. We're looking at drama today and talking very soon to two guests who could be joining me in about five minutes time. And... If you are sat there thinking, I want to get involved, I want to be on Teach Talk Radio, I want to have a show, well, you could do that. Why not? What's well, stopping you? Go for it. Go on to uh, www.ttradio.org and you will find all of the stuff um, with what you need to sign up to become a host on there. And it would be fantastic to have you join us. Uh, we have loads and loads of people uh, on the 
team now from across the world. So yeah, it's always shows happening and you're with a wonderful team to help you get set up with your first show. Or if perhaps you can't commit to a full show, why not get involved and just come along as a guest? Always looking for more guests. Um, before I invite my speakers on, I can see I've got one waiting coming eagerly, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, I just wanted to read this quote that I found from uh, an article when I was you know, looking at this show and thinking about what we could talk about today. And it's, again, another, another article from The Guardian, which says um, the writer put, who was a retired drama teacher of many years, said, over the years, many parents questioned the place of drama in the curriculum, saying, I do not want my child to go on stage. I would then explain that the purpose of drama in schools was not to produce the actors of tomorrow, but rather to give every student the opportunity to explore a wide range of issues. The hope and intention was to help young people grow in self-confidence and to enable them to express their opinions in a thoughtful, articulate and challenging fashion. Perhaps it was this aspect that worried the authorities. Love that. Thought that was great. <laughs> uh, but there we go. Very shortly now, I'm about to invite into the room uh, my two guests for today. One of the guests, as I said, has been on the show before. They just can't get enough. What can I say? I love bringing guests back. So we do have two guests. Both do not teach um, in the UK, but I won't spoil everything about them because I'm sure they're going to introduce themselves very shortly. But just to let you know who's coming up in the next 60 to 90 seconds, we've got Danny Melson, who's a head of drama. And we also have Gemma Stilwell, who is director of drama. And I believe they're also good friends. Well, I, th I think they're good friends. Um, otherwise, I've just said that they know each other and they're friends, and then they're going to come on air and go, no idea who person is. Um, but they're both um, studying in the United Arab Emirates, UAE, and really excited to have them on the show to talk about their experiences of drama in education, both in the UK, but also where they teach now. So with that, I'm going to play my little intro. I'm going to invite them in, and we're going to start our little chat this morning all about drama education remember as well you can get involved in the conversation at any point and you can also contact us afterwards if you want to carry on the conversation online simply head over to twitter instagram or any of our social medias and also remember you can re-listen to this show back loads of opportunities to listen to it back on lots of different platforms which include spotify apple Podcasts, podbean uh, there's another one as well, I think. They just they keep adding up all these podcasts. I don't know where you can get them on. But you name it, you can do it. As over, I think, half a million of you have been doing already, which is downloading um, the shows and listening to them back, which is absolutely fantastic. With that, though, I'm going to invite my guests in. And here's a little bit of Coconut Beach while we're waiting. Gemma? I can. Can you hear me? Fantastic. Danny, you there? I am, yes. Can you hear me? I can indeed. How are we both? Yeah, good, good. thanks. Yes, good, good. Thank you. No worries. Are we all excited? Yeah, well, I'm obviously buzzing because I've just come out of an improv lesson with year nine. So <laughs> I've been running around the room being throwing out, yes, and what else can we do? Yeah. Um, really ridiculous drama today. So, yeah, I'm very excited to be here. So you're, you're ready for a bit of a sit down afterwards? 
Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both so much for joining me today. I know how busy it can always be, so really, really appreciate it. Um, and just want to say a massive good morning to you both. And if we start perhaps with yourself, Gemma, just sort of saying a little bit about you, your role into education, how you got to where you are and all those exciting things. Oh, really? No, I'm joking. Um, So I think I was quite fortunate enough that I I actually went to Central where you went, James, actually, Ah, I noticed that. Yes, I went there and we were given an opportunity um, at the end of the course to go to Hong Kong. And I taught there for a year and then just knew I was always going to be a teacher. I know that sounds really silly, but um, I just knew I loved it so much. So I did that, came back to the UK and trained. Um, and then seven years later, seven, eight years later, I got asked to come to the UAE and I thought, why not? I love going teaching abroad and that's where I am now. So I've I've been um, head of drama for, I think it's eight years. Um, and before that point, I was in lovely schools in Hertfordshire. Mm. And so, yeah, I've just had a lovely, lovely time teaching, to be honest. Mate. And what was it that kind of made you want to do that jump? Was it just you kind of... Was it the weather? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it was just an opportunity to be honest. And I, I, obviously, I, like I said, I'd been in Hong Kong. I taught abroad before. And I just feel like sometimes when an opportunity presents itself, in teaching especially, it, sometimes it, it's really enriching to do, take a different path. Mm. And we, can, get, we can, can kind of get stuck in a routine in schools that we're in if we stay there for a very long time. I'm not saying that you shouldn't stay there a long time, yeah. but you learn a lot from moving and in different schools and different settings and different types of students and um, SLT management and all of that. And I just thought, you know what, why not? It doesn't hurt that it is light when I leave for work and light when I go home. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't Definitely. hurt that there's not raining um but yeah it's just it's just been fantastic to come here if i'm not gonna lie i do love it <laughs> so, amazing probably not great if it's raining if it's cold i don't know if it, is it cold in the uk right now no it's sunny i mean i was gonna say we are, have officially hit summer we're hitting up to like 21 now it's fabulous <laughs> amazing amazing probably not quite as warm as uh, you have though no probably not but it's oh well it's a start it's a start um, thank you very much. Uh, Danny, what about you? Tell us a bit about your journey to education, where you are, how you got there, etc, etc. Yeah, so I actually um, did a BA Ed. So I trained to be a drama teacher. Um, and then I kind of like, I didn't, it sounds really ridiculous now, but I didn't want to leave Wales at the time. So I was like, mm. I'm, I'm unsuccessful. You know, I got lots of rejection. And some of the time, the feedback was oh you're just not experienced enough I was like I've not even graduated so um like and I've heard a lot about that on Twitter currently as well you know people not getting the experience not getting the job etc um Mm. and then that kind of just made me make the leap and I ended up going to South Korea so I did leave Wales Uh, (laughs) um and then yeah I went and then I've just been traveling and teaching since really I was in Oman and I've been here in um Alain, which is in Abu Dhabi, so in the UAE now for seven years. Um, yet currently head of drama. So it's been like, I think Gemma's pretty much summed it up there. It's, it's been interesting because every sort of environment that you go in is just a complete contrast, especially when you're going through different cultures. Um, but yeah, loving the experience nonetheless. Amazing. And you know, you know, it's coming. Dream breakfasts. Where are we at, ladies? What do we think? What is the best breakfast? An omelette. 
Oh, no, no. Why? I, Gavin and Stacey, I don't, but come on, you can't be an omelette. It's got everything in it. It's eggs, it's healthy, it's filling. I mean, come on. Who doesn't love an omelette? Tell no, me. Yeah, it's a bit, me, it's a bit, it's a bit basic. It's all right. <laughs> it's a bit basic. What about you, Dave? <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not. No, definitely not an omelette. I'd probably say I'm in the mood right now. If I had to have something, it'd probably be pancakes with bacon. So the complete oh. opposite to healthy, Gemma. I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. What would be your omelette, Gemma? Oh, come on. Cheese, cheese galore, mushrooms, peppers, bacon as well, you know, in it. I'm not saying it's going to be Ooh. massively healthy, but I just love... Do you know what I love about it as well? When people cook you an omelette, <laughs> this is bad yep. now. It's like, I like it when someone else cooks you it and they fold it perfectly and it's on your plate and it looks beautiful. Um, yeah. I know that's know a bit weird. <laughs> I've not had, had an omelette now. In, to be fair, saying that, I've not had an omelette. I can't remember the last time I had an omelette. I'm, I'm now thinking I need to have one, but I would just, I figured if I'm making it myself, it's basic. It's just, you know, the standard ham and cheese. But, you know, nothing wrong with a classic. Exactly. You can't be a bit of top Tommy ketchup, TK, <laughs> with it as well. Come on, guys. I know now everyone's going to leave here now and they're like, yeah, actually, tomorrow I think I'm going to make an omelette. And I just want to say, well done if you can actually get it out of the pan onto yep. a plate without it falling apart. <laughs> and if you get it, it is true. If you get it perfect, and if they get it perfectly folded in half, they put it on the plate and bring the other half over. That's always impressive. Yeah, I'm amazed. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> Um, so let, let's talk, although I do, do love a good omelette, um, I've been converted, but let's talk more about kind of drama and one of the things that, you know, I always think about being as, as a drama teacher and I always, you, you stick with what you know and you stick with the kind of plays that you know, or the practitioners you know, just because you study them over and over. But actually, I think it's so refreshing sometimes to think about or learn about something new or, or who else is out there or what other people are doing either locally or, or internationally or historically that perhaps you hadn't looked at before. So um, I'm going to start with you, Gemma, and ask you, do you have a favourite drama practitioner or writer that you go to uh, or a favourite play as well? Any of those three things? So I think... To be honest, I have got a favourite one that I think is great to use for any year, any age range. But I think that's so hard because there's so many great, uh, great ones. Yeah. And I'm a little bit uh, a nightmare, I guess, because I do like to change the curriculum every now and again, because there's so much rich work going on um, from lots of different practitioners. So I think some of my favourites have got to be Deviate. Yeah. Absolutely love yeah. them knee high because i love the music and the puppetry and just the high energy of that um and paper birds are just doing such great mm. workshops that's again really accessible for kids and verbatim is just so powerful there's a lot coming out from them recently and i mean i hadn't heard of the company massively and then over the last sort of year year and a half they seem to have just exploded they're everywhere do you know where that came from actually it was when we were in lockdown and i think they'd done some really lovely online workshops for teachers you know trying mm. to do devising online um, and then teachers were kind of like rebelling to all of the examples going they need to be on the curriculum they need to be one of the practitioners and so they actually i think the teachers got paper birds onto like the aqa spec and at excel because they 
sort of highlighted that they are really great practitioners. Um, and that, because that, that's only happened in the last couple of years. Yeah, no, and I completely agree. I think they're absolutely fantastic. I'm getting a lot of very strong love of physical theatre style there from you, Gemma. Yes, that is definitely my uh, love, uh, love of my life, I guess I would say, because uh, Frantic <laughs> Assembly probably ignited that in me, to be honest, early yeah. on. I went to see, I was lucky enough to see Othello when it yeah. first came out. And I, I was just in love instantly. <laughs> I was like, wow, I love it so much. And I think what that company do well, I think it's my favourite, is their books are accessible. Yeah. They lay out all of their practice. You could give that to the older students. They could read it. They can, you know, do any type of rehearsal with them. But also, they get even things I know to be true. Think about that play. There's mm. such brilliant acting and then this rich physical connection between the family members is just beautiful. Absolutely. And I mean, is, is, I mean, going on from that, do you have kind of favourite plays that you go back to or, or use a lot? Is there any that are kind of your staple diet alongside your side of omelette? Or, you know, do you like to refresh it and change it? Or do you have a current one at the moment? I like to change it. Obviously, we can't always change because of the specs at the at the older yes. years. But I will say that I like to change. I think um, last year, two years ago, I did Chimerica. Um, and I do love that. I think, again, lovely, rich dialogue um, in there for kids to explore. I think um, April DeAngelis, she does some brilliant plays like The mm -hmm. Village. That's really gritty um, and cool. And I think for monologues, I think Chewing Gum is great. And there's another one that I go to for coloured girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough, if anyone hasn't heard that. That's I great. I brought that. I've not read it yet. And I literally brought that because I went, I went away to visit some friends I've got out in uh, the, the States at April of Easter. And I saw that and it looked really, really good. Um, I've not read it, though. Uh, is it definitely worth the read by the sounds of it, though? Yeah, it, again, it's just rich in dialogue. Um, it's great for monologues. We do it a lot with, like, GCSE and A-level students. It's just the language in it is beautiful. And it really gives um, students an outlet to, like, perform that on their own and really delve deep into a character. So I, I really love it. It's really great. Oh, fantastic. And and Danny, what about you? Where, do, where are your favourite writers, practitioners, plays so forth so forth yeah i think uh just going on to the back of what Gemma said there we actually both do aqa at gcse um mm. and one of the things that uh, we both discussed previously is you know getting resources available for certain plays etc and i think one of the things that i started exploring um this year was a taste of honey and looking back at even just the Joan Littlewood stuff, like yeah. she made such a big change in theatre and going back to, you know, looking at social change and political change. And I think that's something that I've really looked into and something like a taste of honey for me. And again, linking there to what Gemma said is it's so character heavy and I get to do some really beautiful practical work with my pupils because I can we can focus on the character stuff. Um, but again, on that, on the actual um, AQA syllabus, you can do um, things I know to be true. And like Gemma said, when I watched that, I was just like, wow. I mean, bringing the physical theatre into something that has such a powerful message. I think what was more important is seeing how my, when my pupils watched it, what their reaction was like as well. I don't think they usually put two, the, those two together necessarily. Like there's such an important message in physical theatre. Um, and I know Gemma has quite, um, 
you know, a, a focus on that in her curriculum. And I'll, I don't, which is something that I think is definitely something I'm interested in. Um, so yeah, it's quite, it's quite interesting to hear how, although we're in the same country, we do have a very different approach to our curriculums. And I think, you know, with that, what is your kind of, what do you prefer as uh, an area? I mean, I know for me that I, again, it's, it's standard, but I, I do love physical theatre, but I also really love um, just theatre and education and just genuinely exploring where else that you can take theatre and explore it. I mean, we've, you know, whether it's in the hospitals, whether it's on the street, whatever else, I love looking at kind of the, the non-conventional stuff just for me, because actually for lots of students they, when they think of plays or productions or anything like that they kind of just assume all right yeah actors on stage people paying money sat in front of them so forth so forth but actually you know i really love embedding this this other side in, into the curriculum about where else you can take it and obviously mm. Gemma's talked there about kind of uh, physical theater being an area of interest what about you where, where do you kind of sit on or in that sort of camp or what do you me... prefer to bring in yeah, I think for me, I, I work quite heavily, um, in, even in Key Stage 3, is like developing their own work. So a lot of devising stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, the reason I do that is I find that I... T so in our school, it's actually, it's not co-ed. So we have a boys' school and a girls' school, and it's all on right. the same campus. So I find that actually some of the stuff that I do and I plan for a certain year group might not necessarily work for both sides of the school. So I Got find you. that one of the most interesting things that... I try to develop with the pupils is a lot of the devising work and I find that that's actually where particularly when I'm using the same stimulus for both but that's where I see most of the creativity from them um, and that's something that I really like to build on particularly because it's so important at GCSE um, and A level as well um, so for me it's using things such as so we'll show them some physical theatre we'll show them some more of the uh, naturalism side of things as well and try and inspire their own thoughts and thinking knowing that there's more out there than like you've like you've mentioned it's not necessarily standing on stage and having an audience sat right in front of you there are different ways to stage things and to be a bit more creative with their thinking when it comes to the realms of drama amazing and for you both on this one um how is drama different like where you know compared to the UK or is it is it you know is going into a classroom going to be like teaching drama in the UK or do you think there are some kind of very key differences whether it's about the young people or the system or to be honest I think what's great well this is my school I have the autonomy you know mm -hmm. to really plan what we feel is right for our students um, and the school really championing that um, they, they basically give us freedom well, what do you want to do? Like, I think we've we've just decided we're going to completely rechange our key stage three curriculum and embed way more design. So I've just ordered some amazing puppets from Puppet Box, and yeah. I can't wait to to do that. Um, and no one from above is going, Gemma. Why are you changing your key stage three curriculum? They're just going, okay. She wants to change it. She feels like that's what they need. Off you go. And I love that. And I think the other thing here that we have, the kids really really want to learn. Yeah. You know, they really come into lesson, they're prepared, they take on board what you say, don't get me wrong, some of them struggle still, like anywhere else, yeah. um, with drama, <laughs> and the idea of yeah. like coming into a room and performing, yeah. um, but they're really keen to just learn, mm. <laughs> which is not, not the same everywhere, I would say, in previous schools I've taught at. Definitely. What about yourself, Danny? No, I completely agree with Gemma there. I think, you know, it's you have control over what you're teaching. And um, I mean, I'm not sure about Gemma's school in particular, but my class sizes are far smaller than what I would get 
um, back at home. Um, but I think also, like the positives are, you know, I think Gemma's absolutely right. They generally are much more connected with what's happening. But on the flip side of that, I actually have quite a large number of pupils, even in key stage three, that I'm still struggling with getting them to understand, um, you know, why drama is important. Mm. Again, and I think it's, it, it's and Gemma and I have had this discussion before, I think it is that um, the, the lack of understanding that drama is, it is a skills base. It's, it's not necessarily, you're going to be an actor, so take drama. There's way more to it than that. And it's, you know, it's about how we try and change the vision of that within the school. Um, and not just the school, I actually think it's the community as well. Um, because I, I, again, I have very supportive SLT and, you know, they are very much, if you can justify why you want to do that, then we completely understand and we back you. Um, but it's trying to be creative with the curriculum and the fact that a lot of our pupils aren't interested in any element of performing. So not only trying to get them interested, but also giving them different elements of drama that they can connect to. Um, and I think that's where you have to be much more creative with the curriculum. Absolutely. I think that's, it's really interesting kind of listening to you, both sides of that. Would you agree there, Gemma, with what Danny says? Yeah, I really agree. And it was it was interesting. I do agree with the point of convincing people. I think it's the same. Um, I think we might comment to that later. Why do drama? And I've got a really good argument for this that I've been kind of telling everyone at the minute. Do it. Drama Fire away. <laughs> is, drama is an academic subject, right? I almost want to take away the word soft skills. I, I'm not saying that it's not right. Yeah. But yeah. we also have to write um, essays where we analyze and evaluate. They do the same in English. Why is yeah. that academic and drama is not? Someone please tell me what, what's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you no, know, uh, there, there isn't, there isn't. We still have to teach them written skills. We're trying to teach them to evaluate things, analyze, but we're also teaching them so much more than that. You know, compassion, empathy, problem solving. And the biggest thing that everyone talks about in the 21st century is creativity. Yeah, definitely. And then they're going to take that away. It's like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. want to take the arts away, but we're giving them um, the skills to, in order to be creative and, and be imaginative every single lesson. So I, I just think I'm always arguing that point, to be honest, <laughs> constantly no, in my career. Absolutely, yeah. No, and I think completely right. And I think it, it is absolutely one of the things. And I think it's always that shocker. Uh, I don't know if you both have the same thing when they take GCSE or A-level and suddenly you're like, right, OK, we've got to get this exam to prep for. And it's like you've told them something they've never heard a million times, you know, despite telling them, like, oh, my goodness, there's what? There's exam, there's writing? Yes, yeah, they still have to sort of analyse it. And it's always quite interesting because I do the same thing there, Gemma, about bringing in um, kind of the comparisons and, and links to English and, you know, the writing that they need to know, the skills they need to know to do that are the same. And I mean, we've touched on there about the skills that you learn through drama. Um, kind of building on that, what was your memories like of drama at school? Um, and how do you think it's kind of helped you now? Uh, who wants to go first? Far away, interject I'll go. I don't know what Danny's from. You carry on. Is it? I I just love talking. Obviously, um, is it from when I was young? Yeah. What's your memory when, when I was, you were at school? Yeah. Do you know what I loved about it? Is um, was just again. It's I guess that freedom. My mm. teachers. Um, one we were. I think this is again that thing in drama. We have such a different relationship with our kids. 
Yes, I, I, I generally believe that we know them. We know them well because we're we're giving them sort of freedom. It's not such a rigid um, structure for everything. We're like perform this. We learn a lot about them, and then well, they might tell us something about their personal life or something that happened before. And we 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 know the relationships we have with each other in class because of all the group work, etc. And I think that's again what I had at school. I loved the relationship I had with my teachers. They were so supportive. Um, they knew us, we knew them, but also just, I loved devising. I think that was the best thing. They're, they're my, they, my fondest memories is just devising, like kind of, I guess what Danny said, devising work, working with a team. And my drama family at school are still my friends today. I think that says a lot, like, you know, in the different subjects that you take. But I think that was that was the thing, like the teachers got to know me in that subject. And again, they gave me the skills I needed in order to to put what I wanted out there in terms of what if, whatever theme we were devising. If it was a topic we felt really passionate about, they were like, yeah. go for it. Go for it. Do If you feel that something's really relevant in your society as a young person, go. Go wild. And I just love that freedom that I used to have. And did you ever do any school shows when you were younger? Do you have any memories of those? Yes, I obviously <laughs> I did every. I mean, now everyone's listening like, yes, you probably did. I did every <laughs> school show that I could possibly get my hands in. I did not care if I was busker number five, if I was trapped in a bin, um, you know, whatever costume you could give me, I would be that person that did it. But my favorite would be West Side Story. And oh, yeah. it, and I was Anita and I just loved so I love doing um, the America dance. I was like, this is the best thing in my whole life. Um, and <laughs> I still, still remember it, it this. Yeah. I, I reckon so. I've got the skirt. I could like do the little turns, <laughs> wish my skirt around, spin around. It was brilliant. I loved it so much. And those are the experiences that also the kids remember yeah. today. So I think, again, it's really important. What about you, Daddy? You tell me what you remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, it, I think it's actually quite the same. Um, and the thing is, is... Uh, sadly, I, I say sadly enough, um, you know, I just actually um, saw recently my old, the school that I went to is at advertising for um, a new head of drama. My teacher has been there for 19 years I and mean, I'm still wow. in contact with her. And it's really strange when she's like, no, you can call me Claire. I'm like, no, it's Miss Ashton. I'm not calling yeah, you by your first name. But yeah, like, you know, I, I do meet with her quite often. And it's it, and I think Gemma's right. You just get this sort of relationship with your drama mm. teachers that, you know, it, obviously it can it can go past school and I think that's really important particularly um you know I didn't have a clue what I was doing when I was 17 I, I I really didn't and although she wanted to encourage me to take drama as you know maybe taking it professionally that that was never anything I was passionate about um loved yeah. the teaching side of it and I think the relationships are definitely something that's really really important um but on the other side of it I I loved it because although I, I was quite sporty um so I was incredibly competitive, but with drama, like it was something that I was good at and competitive. Whereas a sport, I was awful, but still yep. competitive. Uh, so actually <laughs> I think, um, you know, and, and that's something that I loved is being able to feel like I was one of the best, so to speak, mm. um, you know, like it, it has its own competitive right. And I think that's something that, that, you know, still resonates today. And it's something that um, I speak about quite often is you do have that, that side of things in any school where you've got a strong drama department, you've got a strong um, PE department, a lot of the time you're choosing the same children. And I know Gemma um, is very 
privy to this currently is like when you're doing the school production or when mm. you're you know to have that relationship with the p department is incredibly important because a lot of the time it's the same pupils that want to get involved and i was one of those yeah. in school um but yeah i mean i have many fond memories and probably most most would be believe it or not i um actually in year seven auditioned to um be in charlie and the chocolate factory and i yeah. didn't even get in to be an umpa lumpa so, <laughs> believe it or not it's actually, it's actually one of my fondest memories i don't know why shocking but uh, yeah did you get to do anything for that show watch did you watch <laughs> that was it that i was, was it. just a member of the audience but yeah i mean it's still a fun memory but that was competition you know that's how it was so did right you danny you can come and i can paint you orange and we yeah, can get dressed exactly. up if you want Done. absolutely Done. fine <laughs> fantastic yay did i could be an umpa did you get into any productions danny yeah uh, every, yeah. <laughs> every single one after that um oh, so good. that made me feel a bit better but um yeah that's just a very fond memory funny enough and what uh, what productions did you do that you sort of remember? Would you, can you do the uh, America Dance or did you not do West Side Story? <laughs> I, no, we didn't. We never did West Side Story. I, yeah. I remember A Midsummer's Night Dream and I vividly yeah. remember that because I played Titania and then we got, um, we were, I don't know, I don't know what the situation, I don't know if we were nominated or we just volunteered, but we then performed at a Shakespeare <laughs> festival. Great. Um, and I remember that because it was on um, a stage in Newport's my my closest city. So I remember performing that with a, a big live audience. That was wonderful, yeah. Oh, awesome. And I mean, as, as we're on the topic of it, just before we sort of take a, a short news break, uh, productions then, where are we at with them? Do you, are we you two running one at the moment or planning one or, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, no, uh, not not here. Um, Abu Dhabi is slightly different to mm. Dubai. Um, and, you know, um, we've recently obviously gone through COVID and had quite yes. very strict um, restrictions here in Abu Dhabi. Um, and unfortunately, the um, Sheikh has just died in Abu Dhabi as well. So right. um, with respect to him and for the next 40 days of mourning within Abu Dhabi, um, yeah. we've had to delay the musical we were doing which was Matilda for the end of this school year so we're currently trying to plan our way around where we can fit in rehearsals and stuff to you know remain respectful to the pupils that we have in the school um but I know that things are very very different between Abu Dhabi and Dubai so um and because ours is a musical that that's uh, not currently allowed here oh interesting what about yourselves uh, Gemma Yes, so I um, finally got the go-ahead to do a show after um, stomping around really upset for the last... Because <laughs> we haven't been able to do one since 2019. Oh, wow. And that's yeah. a bit soldiering because also uh, because of social distancing and the rules are really strict, yeah. they obviously use the theatre as a place for kids to be sat in with desks in it, which of is, course. again, yeah, yeah. soul-destroying. Um, so we are doing a play. We're doing Emile and the Detectives, which I'm really excited about. Um, so we're doing it now. We've got a year seven who's the lead, which again presents new challenges, bless him, for yep. joining the school and, and being the number one character in basically every scene. Um, so we're doing that currently. So I'm really excited, but also nervous because we don't normally do a show right at this point at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, because obviously we've got the exams and yes. marking and coursework, etc. But because of COVID, and I think it was in... March that they said, yep, go on, Gemma, you can do a show. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> go, Great. go, go. <laughs> go. It was, it was literally go, go. And because here as well, we have Ramadan. Um, and it's obviously yeah. 
we have shorter hours and you're not allowed to have clubs for a whole month. So it was cool. like, yeah. go it's do difficult. a show. But now you don't have a month. And yes, you can have the theatre back at some point when the kids yeah. leave. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We're, we're in that phase at the moment. But I am still just super happy to do anything. Anything. You'll make it work. You'll make it work. I know, anything. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Uh, we're going to take a short break there just so I play the news update. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to challenge uh, Gemma and Danny to have a think about any funny moments or one of their favourite class moments they've had in one of their drama classes as a teacher. So any moments they've got to share because we always get the joy, I think, as drama teachers, as we've sort of spoken about already, about seeing the other side of students and running around in all sorts of different costumes and doing X and Y and Z while balancing on your head and so forth. So a few blunders sometimes happen or just a few really genuine, lovely moments happen, whether that's the first time, uh, you know, a student really overcomes their confidence to sort of get up on stage or the first time that they perform or perhaps, you know, there's those memories where they turn around and, and say to you how much it's meant. So I'm going to ask them after the break to share with me their fondest moments or funniest moments they've had uh, as teachers in the classroom. But before all that, here is a news update for you before a short word from our sponsors. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. SteveWoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit SteveWoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk if you're listening to this then we know we share one thing in common a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves that's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care we need people like you to help us achieve even more with us you'll be given all the resources and support you need offered a clear path to career progression and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit 
www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. According to a leaked document, senior officials at the Department of Education in England have warned that schools are in such a state of disrepair that they are a risk to life. Those officials who work for the Education Secretary, Nadeem Sahawi, have warned that the current pace of 50 school rebuilding projects per year needs to be raised to more than 300. A spokesperson for the Department of Education told the Mail Online, The safety of pupils and staff is paramount. We have one of the largest and most comprehensive estate condition data collection in Europe and this allows us to assess and manage risk in our buildings. We prioritise buildings where there is a risk to health and safety and have invested £11.3 billion pounds since 2015 to improve the condition of school buildings over the next decade. In addition, our new school rebuilding programme will transform the learning environment at 500 schools over the next decade. Following a statement from the Vice-Chancellor of Cambridge University, which recently told private schools that they will need to accept that they will admit fewer students to Oxbridge in the future, Education Secretary Nadeem Sahawi has responded by saying that admissions should be based on merit and evidence. He said, I think it should be based on merit and evidence. The thing to do is deliver great outcomes for all children, wherever they live and especially our most disadvantaged children, which is why I am flexing the system towards those areas that have fewer great schools or good outstanding schools. You don't create a system that people feel is fair and equitable by in some way thinking that there is an easy fix. The best thing you can do is create schools in the state system that are as good as independent schools, which we are. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week we're going to talk about a couple of shortcuts and hacks that can make life a little easier. This may not be as innovative as some of my past life hacks for teachers, like drinking noodles, but here are a couple of things that may make a difference to your use of media in the classroom. First up, if you aren't already riding it, get on the Wakelet Wave. Wakelet is a free way to save, organise and share content create collections of web pages, videos, and basically anything with a web address under one topic. Once done, you have a shareable link to your collection. Use it to organize your lesson, flip a lesson, or create revision collections, 
just to throw a few ideas out there. This next hack is one of my favourites. I love using YouTube to support learning. Not only can it help keep pace in a lesson, but also it's a great reference afterwards for pupils to refer to. My biggest gripe with it though is that pesky advert you can't skip that always decides to play when you're in full flow. Here's a secret that works nearly all of the time. When preparing your lesson, you will have watched the clip anyway to ensure it's appropriate. So just before you copy the link into your presentation or wakelet, type this on the end, and t equals one. That's the ampersand or the wiggly and lowercase t equals and the number one. Now copy the URL with and t equals one on the end and your clip will start one second in. Not missing any content, but skipping the adverts at the start. No need to thank me. Show your gratitude with a follow on Twitter. Check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed, follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was two minute tech two minute tech with steve woods your tech briefing on teachers talk radio good morning welcome back it is the wednesday morning breakfast show with me james clark super excited to have two wonderful guests with me today we talk all about drama education. Don't forget that you can get your voices heard. All you do is use the hashtag, hashtag TT Radio. We go always stop very abruptly <laughs> there we go welcome back very excited to have two fabulous drama teacher guests with me today uh, danny and Gemma, both international uh, teachers so fantastic to hear their point of views as we reflect both on our past um lives past lives yeah past lives past lives <laughs> as sort of being in school as sort of students and our experiences of drama but also how it's impacted us now and and why we feel it's so important and some top tips about some of the favourite things that we do. And one of the things that I wanted to reflect on now as we come towards the end of uh, the interview today was I asked them both to think about a moment or a time where, you know, a funny moment has happened in their classrooms, as, as always happens, um, or a funny sort of experience or, or a story, or perhaps just a moment that's very memorable to them for maybe a very positive reason. Um, one of the things that I always really remember is in my training year, and I, I think I've mentioned this to a few people, just because I look back now and go, this, how ridiculous was this? Uh, there was two things. One, and I don't know if, if Danny and Gemma will ever have experienced the same pain as this moment of studying Macbeth with a year seven class. And it was in my first three months of teaching. And I remember this year seven kid, and I said to them, right, you've got to pretend to be witches. And, you know, it was very basic, you know, stand there, crinkle your fingers up, so forth, so forth. 
And this kid just outright refused. He was like, I'm not being a witch. And I just remember taking him to one side and going, look, all I'm asking you to do is to stand there, curl your fingers and put on an angry face. That is it. That That is all I want from life. And I just remember thinking, what, what am I doing with my life? This Here I am begging a child to become a witch. Um, and another moment was we, we did a performance with year nine. And again, must have been the first few months of, of teaching. And this, this person was just like, no, no I'm not doing it. I'm, I refuse. And I remember crying. I remember going, and I laugh now. I mean, at the time I was very upset, but I remember crying going, this is it. I'm a failure. And it was like the same week, I think, as this, this kid refusing to be a, a witch. I went, I can't make this year nine do drama. I can't make this kid become a witch. I'm a failure. Da, 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 da. Yeah, good times, good times. Um, what about you, Danny? What, any memories or anything from, from your time being a teacher? Yeah, I think, um, well, many, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, so, because I, I did a BA Ed, I had four years of, and I had a placement each year, and I'll never forget, in my second year, I went to um, a school in South Wales called Barry Boys School, and their sixth what form a name. was, um, I, I know, <laughs> uh, and uh, so, like, Barry, like, previously mentioned, Gavin and Stacey, same place. Yeah, all right, um, but I, the sixth form was uh, co-ed and they were doing Les Mis. Um, oh, wow. Me being 19 years old, the student teacher, the girl who was playing Fontaine decided to drop out like just before the show. <laughs> oh, and they no. were like, <laughs> bearing, bearing in mind, I did not get to be a Numpa Lumpa in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> you can imagine, you can just imagine what a wonderful singer I am. Um, and I just remember my mentor went, Danny, um, you got to play Fontaine. I was like, I can't sing. And they were like, but you've got to play Fontaine. We, we, we've got no one else. And I I have never, in, like, I had my first ever singing lesson. And I remember the, oh, she was so lovely. And the teacher was just like, yeah, it's not, it, it, it's not bad. <laughs> and I was like, and the worst thing is, it was the year that Susan Boyle came out and did I dream oh, the dream? It was no. the exact same year. And I was like, no, don't do this to me. Um, so I, yeah, again, a fond memory, <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> fond. Um, but yeah, that was quite a funny moment. But the, the one thing it did teach me, and I think it's probably made me so much of a better, even at that, you know, that so, so long ago and so early in my career, um, I think it just taught me to be really empathetic with my pupils mm. when they're saying they're nervous because I've never felt dread and nerves the way I did <laughs> when I had to get up and sing that. I, yeah, I, I was sweating from every orifice it was the worst feeling ever <laughs> I thought I was gonna vomit um but I think it taught me so much about like I've never felt those sort of nerves before and I think it taught me so much about how I can be empathetic towards our pupils particularly when it comes to the school productions because they are so much bigger and you've got so much more of an audience um but yeah I think one of my fondest memories of since being a teacher now um is we do actually have a pupil in our school who is um you know she's a selective mute and mm. I remember receiving the email um, as one of her teachers like, oh, no, no, that's not the pupil I think it is. It must be somebody else. Um, and the email came through again. And I checked the name and I was like, no, maybe I, maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know the pupil. And mm. I thought, right. So I double checked. The name was correct. And, you know, um, the IEP came through. And the first thing it said on there was things I like. And it said drama performing arts. Right. Yeah. And I was so emotional about that because I didn't even know this girl, you know, was refusing to speak in some lessons and whatnot and it's it was just so lovely to see that she's she's performing on stage 
And I think what that's taught me is, you know, I can create that environment for somebody that isn't comfortable with speaking aloud and sharing thoughts and feelings. And yet she'll perform on stage, she'll sing, she'll dance. And she's actually fantastic. So I think, um, yeah, that's something that has probably been one of my fondest memories since I've been teaching um, drama again this year. Amazing, fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, can you still remember the song? What I dream? No, it's in my nightmares, man. Like, no, 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 no. Oh, I was hoping you would do it on karaoke and we could oh, hear a rendition. Dressed as an Oompa Loompa. Like, that'll just yeah. be the dream. The dream you dreamed. Oh, uh, love it. dream, yeah. Uh, Gemma, what about you? Favourite memories, moments? Um, mine probably is a bit controversial because I was thinking about this in the break. And mine are always to do with the pranks that the kids play on me after they leave in year 13. Yeah. And I think it comes back to, um, again, the relationships we create, create with those kids. You become like a weird, dysfunctional family, I feel mm. like, in a drama classroom. And my favourite, well, I just had um, my current year 13s do the whole single ladies Beyonce dance for me as I walked in. Love it. Um, because I'm obsessed <laughs> with Beyonce. I've even behind my, um, my seat, it said, what would Beyonce do? So they know yeah. that that's... <laughs> like my mantra and they're, oh, they're always coming like what does that mean miss i'm like well she'd kill it she'd kill every performance would she not and they're like yes she would miss um so they did the whole single so that was great but it was one year i had this group of seven boys in sixth form and so they were very high energy, lots of jokes, lots of yeah. banter, very funny. And I was, I, this, right near the end of the year, I got really sick and I had like a stomach bug. Now they decided to create a story where I was pregnant, right? They had decided <laughs> that I was pregnant. So what they decided to do is they got one of the teachers in on this and they got my car, they drove it into the field, <laughs> they filled it. They, well, they filled it with balloons and then they filled it with pictures of some random man saying that this is your baby daddy, right? Uh, and then they had wrapped it in cling film. Right? So at the end, yeah, yeah, honest to God, this happened to me. Um, and I they know I can take a joke, so it's it's all good. Yeah. But I, I came out like, where's my car? Where's my car? And then I thought, oh my God, it's prank day. Oh, uh, my God, where's my car? Yeah. Come back into the school. I see like seven boys giggling down a corridor. And I'm like, oh, my God, where's my car? Go out. It's in the middle of the field. I get in and I'm surrounded by pictures of this man saying it's your baby daddy. <laughs> and it was so funny. It was funny. I, I thought, well done to them. What effort they have gone yeah. <laughs> to get my car onto the field and print, get my car keys from another teacher. Like all, of, you know, to be fair, it was a very memorable experience. I'll never forget that. So yeah. That is dedication. Them. Yeah, it was dedication. And I think on a sweet side, I think you had uh, one of those there, Danny. I think actually another one of those students. Um, I remember coming, joining that school and watching this kid perform. And I think we all have this where mm. you watch them and you know, you just know they're great. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have it. They just have that something. Um, and he wasn't necessarily in the most fortunate position to get travel to drama uni or do any of that. And I remember going to um, the head teacher and saying, I will put my job on the line, but we need to do some sort of scholarship. We need to get him to the auditions. We need to pay, like help pay for them. We need to fund it, whatever. And I think to be honest, the end of this story is just, you know, he got in. You know, oh, he amazing. got into RADA and um, he's now very successful. He's done quite a few things. He's going to be on Netflix again soon. Um, I oh, won't amazing. say anything, so I don't want to embarrass him about my background story. But um, 
it was just it that was probably just so rewarding yeah so just generally i guess it's that fight isn't it of putting even yourself yeah. on the line and knowing that a student is that talented that you will do anything for them to get them where they need to go i think that's really important and, and they need that as well some students they need that guidance they need that support because it is tough that industry is tough oh yeah absolutely and you need you yeah. need someone to turn around and go actually you know what you, you can do this and let's make it happen um because otherwise you just sort of sit on it and go oh well i'll do something more you know sensible <laughs> i'll be you know work in a bank or something you know no and this is the thing when you you just, the spark in their eye um when they perform is just that in itself is just so rewarding i think it's not just even him there's so many students you know when they achieve something on stage i i honestly feel like we have any teacher that the most rewarding job you know, we come into school every day and we are every day is different and we watch something and it can just either blow you away or it, or it can make you fall off your chair laughing because it's so ridiculous. And you think, where did this come from? What is this even about? Yeah. You know, and, and I just I love that so much. So I think every day in its I think this is quite cheesy, quite memorable in its own sense at some point when you go home. But I just, you know, love my job. So that's that's great. Uh, absolutely. And and but as we sort of come to the end, I'm, I'm going to challenge you both here. And we're going to take it alternatively um, so that uh, uh, you've got a little bit of time to think and I'll waffle beforehand to give you a bit more. And I think I just want to end on kind of what are, what make, what are the top three things in your mind that make an outstanding or a fantastic, you know, drama department in a school? Um, nice and easy for you. So three things that you believe make a fantastic or outstanding uh, and we're not talking you know outstanding in terms of uh, an off-den inspection here we're talking generally more about actually what would you want to see or what does a fantastic in your mind drama department look like um and we're going to go alternating so i'm going to go danny first for your number one please and it doesn't have to be in any particular order any order but what is one thing you think um, I think right at the top there it has to be collaboration. Um, you know, I think I'm and I'm incredibly fortunate actually that, you know, the team that I have. So I have another drama teacher, but I also have um, a theatre tech. I don't mean to brag; that sounds awful. Uh, but we do actually <laughs> no, have I'm a theatre technician <laughs> at the school, and she's amazing. Like her experience of what she's yeah. done um, outside of this um, education environment is phenomenal. Um, and we collaborate really well. Um, link, again, Gemma mentioned this earlier. I'm quite passionate about always looking back at the curriculum. What's been successful? What's not? What do we need to change? What's new and upcoming? Um, and I think that the basis of that is that we have to trust each other. You know, there's collaboration, but we also have to have that trust. Um, you know, sometimes uh, the person in my department might say something and I'm like, oh, I'm not so sure about that. I trust him to think, OK, it's a good idea. Let's give it a go. Let's see how it is. Um, and, you know, we're, we're honest with each other as well in the fact that he's he said to me many a time, I don't think this works. Um, yeah. Can we try something different and vice versa? And I think, um, you know, overall, that's made us, you know, a pretty strong um, department within our school for sure. Um, so, yeah, I definitely say collaboration is right up there for me. Um, the other one would be passion. You know, I think 
particularly in a subject like ours, and you've both um, alluded to it there, something that is, you know, although it is academic, it's also outside the realms of your standard academia because it's got so much more to it than just learning yeah. facts, learning how to write an essay, um, and no disrespect to any other subject there. But I think, you know, without having the passion and without knowing where our subject is going, what you can do outside of the, you know, it's not just drama, it's not just your acting, it's more than course, that. What yeah. else can you do with these um, these skills that you're learning? Um, I think, you know, having the passion for that and being able to share that with the pupils is is just, you know, second to none. And I think, you know, when I, especially when it comes to watching theatre, I feel like I can easily get my class excited about that because it's something I'm so passionate about is getting them um, to see live theatre as well so they can understand why I love drama. Um, so yeah, collaboration, passion. And I think um, lastly, particularly, and even more so if you've got a bigger department, because I have worked in bigger departments before, I think having that balance between you as well. Um, you know, I mean, I, um, I love all the theory stuff of drama. I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that yeah. stuff. Like I love reading a play, because I love English. I love analyzing it. I love really looking into the characters, thinking about, well, why did the playwright make these decisions? What was their background? Um, and as much as I love the, the practical, but I think my passion is really within the theory. Um, whereas the other teacher in my department, he is so passionate about the directing, about the acting. And, you know, again, he knows a lot about the theory, but I think we have that wonderful balance between yeah. us. Um, so I'm happy to take a step back at a moment and then vice versa. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd probably say collaboration, passion and balance for me personally. Fantastic. Uh, fant I love a rule of three. I love a three words. Fantastic. Uh, what about <laughs> you, Gemma? You had some extra time there. Have you got your three now? Yeah, funny enough, I'd, I'd written them down on a piece of paper and then Danny touched on it straight away, which I, I'd written team. Um, and I put about them being supportive, there being trust and variation in a team. Yeah. Um, I think that's so important. I think it's really, if you are a head of department or head of subject, it's really wise to get people who do challenge you, who are not the same as you, um, who offer something different because it's not just about you all having the same ideas because that will then transfer to the students, like they need a variety too. So I think really number one is relationships within a department, but also I keep talking about the relationships you have with students, that as one collection of things so again supporting students trusting them listening to them you know if they if they if they also have an opinion and say you know miss i i don't feel like i'm being challenged enough or i'm i don't feel like yeah. i've learned enough about this subject like we we should be listening to that as well so i think number one for me is relationships quite in the broad spectrum i think that's key and then i think um opportunities for students is my number two um, giving them as many opportunities as you possibly can, even if it's not internally in school, making them aware of what's outside of, of, of where they are. So UCLA do summer programs, you can do, you know, Lambda and Trinity. There's shows that they can also do not inside, but also outside of school, like just highlighting those to them to say that if you really do love drama, there is all of this wealth of experience, not just in school, but outside. So I think giving them that is brilliant. But then also even, you know, opportunities for students to do the technical and the backstage crew yeah. and all of that in shows. I think that's brilliant. Um, and then finally, again, I think Danny touched on this. I think CPD, I think mm. never stop learning and reflecting. And, you know, like I said, you can occasionally get stuck in a rut, but I think it's always wise 
to reflect on your practice. I, I, here's a, a little t tip, maybe this will help people. I, I have the little post-its on my desktop. And as I'm teaching um, a unit, let's say to key stage three, if I, if I do a lesson, I think actually next year, do you know what, this would be really helpful if I added this or another lesson yeah. and I write it all in a post-it. So at the end of the year, I look at this post and I go, okay, well, let's revamp this. I, I felt like this unit needed a little bit more of that. What do you guys think in the department? Um, and that's really rewarding because it, it does change and the kids change and, and theatre is evolving yeah. and we also need to do that. So I think that's really, really key to success. Amazing. I mean, six fantastic um, ideas from you both there. And I think it's, it is so true, particularly the CBD one. And that, that was really interesting because it, I think as a teacher, you sort of do sometimes think, oh, it's, it's, it's a lot of effort. And it is because, you're, you know, you're doing your teaching. You've then got to go out your way to do it. But actually, I know that when I've made the effort and the time to do it and, and found the course or done something or listened to uh, a podcast or, or done a quick online training session, actually, it is so beneficial. That's one thing I did love about lockdown is I made myself just sit and read scripts. And I remember sitting there in a park reading a script thinking, gosh, I can't remember the last time that I actually made myself sit down and go, do you know what? Now I'm going to research and, and find out what uh, amazing writing is out there and make myself pick and do it. And I, I loved it. And, and again, it's, it's getting yourself into that mindset. We encourage students to revise and, and touch up on things. I think it's just important for, for teachers and educators, even more so with a topic like drama, where things, as you say, are constantly evolving and, and you need to collaborate and work to the strengths of your team. Um, and thank you so much uh, to both of you. Um, I can't believe the, the time has flown by. Uh, I've fully taken up that full hour, um, which I'm uh, massively thankful for, as I know you are both in school currently and very, very busy. Um, so just to kind of uh, wrap up today, with this and do remember that if you want to listen back to any of these shows you absolutely can do very shortly be available on all good platforms spotify apple Podcasts, apple uh, apple podcast pod beam spotify all of those things they all sound the same uh, and of course on the website ttradio.org where you'll find all the previous shows and all the information you need about upcoming shows as well and You'll find all the links on there to our social media. We're over, I think, 11,000 or 12,000 of you are now on Twitter as well. So do come and join us and tune in and talk it out there. Don't forget that there will be a change in schedule happening um, from next week as well. So all is changing. Breakfast shows are changing. I'm moving from a Wednesday to a Thursday, but I'm moving to a Twitter space. So we'll probably just call it the drama Twitter space. Who knows? Um, or it'll be the James Ramble Twitter space. Probably one of those. Um, so just to finish up, um, I'm just going to ask both of you to sort of let us know, you know, where our listeners can reach out to find out more about you. And I'm always interested what the rest of your day is looking like. So let's start with you, please, uh, Danny. Where can people reach out to you and uh, what's the rest of your day like? So I am on Twitter and my handle is Teach Drama Danny. Um, for the rest, oh, again, I feel like I'm doing a little brag here. Today, I was <laughs> meant... On. Today, I was supposed to have two GCSE lessons, but they're in their exams, so yes. I'm I'm done. Obviously, Woo! I've got some background <laughs> stuff to do, but I don't have any face-to-face uh, -face lessons for the rest of the day. Um, but yes, uh, so probably just some paperwork left to do for GCSE stuff to be sent to the UK. Lovely. And yourself, Gemma? 
So yes, I am also on Twitter and I am at Talks Drama. So if you want to follow me on there, you can. But I've also started myself a podcast um, and it's called um, So You Think You're a Drama Teacher. So there's a couple of episodes on there already and that's on Spotify. Um, and that's also the link to that is in my uh, Twitter account. So have a look. It's all just to do, again, all things drama, hopefully helping people um, who are just starting out, I guess, to listen and, and learn something from us old fuddy-duddies who've been doing it for 14, 15 <laughs> years, I guess. Um, so please feel free to listen. And then my day. I've got another year nine improv lesson. I have, I'm not like Danny, I might drive to Abu Dhabi and, and swap. Um, <laughs> I have got a year nine improv and then I'm doing a positive education lesson. I then also have a metamorphosis lesson I am doing Ooh. at the end of the day. So I will be crawling around in Gregor Burkoff like fashion, <laughs> period seven, can't wait for that. Thank God for trousers in the drama department. Yeah. Um, always fun. So that was my day. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Um, and it's always funny with these things. You, you just, you listen to what we've been doing. You just sort of laugh because you're like, yeah, we've all been there. We've all been Gregor. Gregor, Gregor. Um, amazing. So thank you so much to, to Danny and Gemma who have been absolutely uh, amazing. And if you have just joined us, don't forget, you can listen back to this show uh, very shortly back online on Spotify and our podcasts and so forth. But for me, that is all. I mean, what have I got now? I've got to get ready for two year 10 lessons around the play DNA um, as we also get ready for our year 11 GCSE exam which I know lots of people are doing their drama exam tomorrow. So I wish all the best of luck to those. And I believe it's an English exam. So best of luck to any student, people who've got students uh, taking their GCSE exam today in the UK for English as well. But now though, that is all we have time for. So thank you very much for listening and for spending your morning with us here on Teachers Talk Radio. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.